that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk. It's me, Dean Ryan, in the towers of bookmakers.co.uk. I'm joined by Dema Nolan. Dema. Hello, Dino. How are you? All good, man. Good. And uh, Dave Weldon is back. Dave. How are you? Um, all good, thanks. Good um, I did give you a shout out on the podcast, I think a week or so ago, about Notebook winning over Christmas when all we wanted to talk about was other horses in the yeah. race, um, albeit they were good horses. Good day to you. Uh, good to have you back on. We've got... Um, the usual format of the Race Hour podcast to come. We're going to have a look at some of the winners um, from last weekend. We're also going to take a quick look at anything else to go into the notebook. And then it's on to weekend racing and uh, our Cheltenham anti-post race for this week. And it'll be the final part of the podcast is the champion hurdle. So we should have some plenty of uh, fiery debate about that, Dermot Nolan, you think? Most certainly, yes. Might do, yeah. Um, another thing I want to point out, the uh, Cheltenham preview night for the Race Hour is back uh, will be on exactly the same date as it was last year, 27th February, in the Goat uh, in Leopardstown. Um, details of how you can get involved. We will be bringing along a load of race hour listeners. Uh, will be coming out in the next couple of weeks, so do keep an eye out for that. And also, our tipping column demo is uh, still on fire on Bookmakers.co.uk. Yeah, well, like obviously it feeds from the podcast, and it's um, it's up 85 points now since October. Yeah, so that's a 10 pound stake, 850 pounds. So yeah, it's. Uh, it's gone very well, almost too well that you'd be kind of terrified now, Dean, that uh, as we go into the most important part of the season, we've kind yeah. of used up our credits. But, but uh, the, the, way I, the way I look at it is we can just tip losers now all the way through. Yeah, yeah, and we'll probably, up, at yeah. the end of it, we're going to finish eight we points up. Like, yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad Better than any tipping service. Better than any tipping service. It will be subscription only soon. Yeah. That's not true. But, it, you know, just bear it in mind because if it ever happens, I'll be able to say yeah, well, I did like, say it. There was, a, there was a bit of luck, obviously. Burrow's Edge winning. Um, yeah. And then... Massey Fenn really, really rattled home. He yeah. he's uh, a real three mile chaser in the making. And then Kimberly Candy looks like he could well be a Grand National horse sometime. Well, I can take you know like a third of the credit for Mossy Fenn because I think it was a podcast charge, and there were three of us on the pod, and we all liked it. Uh, the other two very much you. And what's been good about that column is that when I'm absolutely toilet with the tips, which happens regularly, times thanks, Dave. <laughs> uh, when, uh, which happens from time to time. But I do have my little spells. Yeah, no, um, same thing with me does when I'm in bad form. You're in good form. Then you might be alright because we tend to disagree on most selections. <laughs> yeah. So trying to actually put together the few tips for that column, which goes out on a Friday night, is uh, generally like you take that race because. I know you like that one and I, I don't agree with yeah. you, but that's how it works. So yeah, maybe it's the future. Could be. Yeah, could yeah. be. Yeah. I think, Dave, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about some of these then. Um, let's not really necessarily harp on about the ones that we did pick. I guess Cam Kimberlite Candy is worth a mention because Grand National will be uh, in their sights and a pretty tough performance from Kimberlite Candy, Dama. Yeah, brilliant performance. Uh, Captain Chaos set uh, real uh, proper fractions out in front and um, kind of got, obviously got there and saw him off quite easy in the end kind of really bound away a couple of times I thought he hit a little flat spot or didn't jump exactly yeah. as they wanted and then you're like oh well, that's him done but it, what, he wasn't done no uh, Richard McLernan's a very sympathetic rider as right. well so I, I think he was just going as soft as possible but um, the Lucinda Russell obviously Grand National winner took a very very similar route to here as well and you know this horse was second in the Beecher chase when obviously wanting further and then kind of bound clear in that classic chase uh, Tiger Roll's still the one they have to beat if he turns up but Kimberly Candy now has announced himself as a proper Grand National horse. He's getting better with the further that he's going. And um, he's very interesting. It'll be quite nice for Richard McLernan after, I'd say, he still wakes up in sweats from the Sunny Hill boy not, not quite getting home that day. Tay looked at the it's, screen. It definitely felt to me that he looked at the screen. He looked going, at the screen. Going, he, years now. Yeah. He looked at the screen and he was like, oh, yeah. oh, And he didn't no. use his whip and he didn't. Oh, it was just it was a horrible, horrible thing. To Wasn't do a day to protect a mark, not that he was doing No, that, no, of course not. Saying. Of course not, but I... Yeah. I'd backed as well that day so hopefully now remarkable be, race it'd be quite sweet now if Kimberlite Candy could uh, exercise those demons for him Dean yeah uh, d uh, sorry Dave I know you like uh, an anti-post stab now and again would he be on your list for Grand National um, I don't know the race kind of cut, cut, cut up a bit like nothing really got into it and um, the conditional probably, you'd say probably didn't stay Captain Chaos wouldn't really be on your radar for uh, a Grand National um, and he did it well and I think I think probably be better weighted horses on the day in the Grand National than him. The hipsters are talking about last year's uh, 
four miler winner. I, mm. You can't see me doing my inverted quotes. The three miles. Oh, Lebroy. Lebroy. Yeah, Lebroy yeah. uh, being. Um, Hughes dropped three I, pounds for it. Yeah. Eye catching enough. Yeah. I just thought that Captain Chaos burned them out. and He did. Yeah. He, he went. He took them all off their feet and it was really the way, going. Like, it yeah. bottomed out a lot of horses, I think. And the way the Grand National goes now is that you need to be able yeah. to live with a pace like that because yeah. it's basically a long hurdle race now. So, Kimberly Candy has proven that A, he's, he's adept at defences and B, that he's well capable of living with a quick pace like that off the front, which is pretty much all you need to be now yeah. at the Grand National because it's not the race that it once was. Oh, no, it's a glorified hurdle, but you know, yeah. that's my view. Um, let's talk about uh, Borough's Edge. Not necessarily in that Borough's Edge uh, won the race on merit because I think many would disagree. But he was coming there to put up a challenge. And Notchett Pare is a horse that uh, I wonder whether if ridden more aggressively, maybe that wasn't possible for Barry on the day. But, you know, sometimes you're trying to keep horses in their projected progression. And he could have gone and won that race a length and they'd be like, well, next time he's going to be better. Actually could have probably gone and won that race 10 lengths, I thought, if they really put the gun to his head. And they're not sure they did. Uh, he's at a fall now. So there's a few other horses to talk about in that race, Dave. Well, I thought Burroughs Edge would have won. Could have done. If they both stood up. Um, if you look at the distance between the eventual second and Burroughs Edge, it was he was coming with a wet sail um, down the south was, side yeah. of the route. So I would actually mark up that performance for Burroughs Edge because I think you probably underestimated next time in yeah. the market and yeah. you'd probably go off a decent price. Um, Nacho Perry has done that before now I've backed him a few times before and he's come looking like he's going to win and hasn't found that off the bridle so I'd be mm-hmm. just a bit wary of him um, and that was when Ollie's were out of form they're back in form and he kind of did the same again so maybe he's just a bit of a dodge pot um, and the, what was the horse the bestie man was it the bestie man yeah, yeah. Um, I think he could be one as well he might get a soft touch two mile two and a half mile hurdle Haydock and, somewhere and, probably and yeah. go off in the front and, yeah. and, and take that but um like the Lanzarote is billed as a as a massive handicap hurdle when really it's not. Look weak enough. Yeah. This time round. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, Demo, you did find the winner. Probably not how you expected it to unfold, but no. um what what you'd be taking forward? I wouldn't be taking anything. Really? The race at all, all. No. Uh, the bestie man, I completely agree with Dave. I think he'll pick up uh the end of the season there at Haydock or something. There'll be one of those real heavy ground um handicap hurdles that, that he'll pick up with when Sue Smith knocks in about four winners that day, but uh, bar that, uh, Burroughs Edge, like he could go on and he could be the next William Henry and he could just fly home in a, a Coral Cup, but I just don't think anything's good enough in that race. We're well, doing his best renewal. work at the end of, you know, that's always a good sign. Um, let's talk about Mossy Fenn. All I took from Mossy Fenn was he definitely wasn't going to win and then he is just a three-mile stay and chase. <laughs> yeah, he's... Who came good and, and smashed them a, all over right at the end. He's a future Welsh national winner, isn't he? Ah, stop. <laughs> <laughs> he really is like but he's yeah no look he's a pure out and out stayer I'd love now if they completely avoided all the big festivals with him he's still very very raw um, they're not going to do that when they got they showed like because like when they got maybe Aintree but like when they got after him he really rattled home but he was just all over the place um, he's a really likeable horse I think he's got a very big future ahead of him but that future is over fences it's not over hurdles yeah definitely I, I look forward to him doing that um, did you want to pick up on Mossy Fenn or should we talk about another horse? Move then? on, move on. Frodon. Um, they're going to go for a Gold Cup. I think they should go for a Gold Cup. They should cup go for a Gold Cup. Because that they horse has went, done everything. Yeah, they should have went last year. Right. I know it won the Ryanair in the end, so happy yeah. days. But GZ Sunday. The form he was in last year, they should have went last year to the Gold Cup because he's a year older now and he's a year more racing under his belt. It's less likely that he's going to have the progression to win a Gold Cup this year. Mm. Um, like In fairness, if you look at that race, is it any better than the Great Tree? Beating top notch around if, Like some days top notch turns up and is top exactly, notch. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> most days is not. Yeah. Well, most days is just I, good. I, I'd be good uh, notch. Because of the rider and the connections, that race has been billed as something more than it was, right. in, my, in my view. Okay. So it, it was a grand performance, but nothing more than that. Demo, I know you're not taking Froden forward for a Gold Cup or anything of its like, but a remarkable animal. Remarkable animal. Um, Obviously, the whole thing is. is is great for racing um but i think with him the likes of him now like you'd be probably better off really aiming at something like the entry bowl and trying to catch a lot of horses yeah. out on the yeah. day um as much as the gold cup feels like a race that's cutting up um it would be a terrible gold cup if Frodon ends up as our, no, I, <laughs> our gold I don't cup think Frodon's gonna win a gold cup because something with a bit more stamp or a bit more class is gonna beat it but he just runs his best race. He's probably third or fourth in a Gold Cup because you always get something that you, is you there. Can, you can see a scenario where Brian is leading over the last. I'd love that. And getting swallowed up. And uh, the commentator is 
doing will it get to happen yeah yeah fair enough yeah Roaring Bull yeah. No we won't do that Froden doesn't quite have the same sound But uh, yeah Cracking Horse Let's talk about Carefully Selected um, uh, I'm, I'm not overly enthused That race seemed like A lot of horses Weren't really at the races And Carefully Selected Was right at the front of the race And just yeah. did what it did um, There was a more interesting Runner in behind Dave I'd suggest Yeah um, Or was there? There was two probably Okay. Three even. Um, like I'd say that it was the case that Kerfi Selected was always going to win that race and nothing wanted to be too close to it. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you fancy this horse for a, what is still called the four miler? Um, or an RSA. I mean, like, he hasn't qualified for the four miler yet. Yeah, yeah. He will if that's he, what they want to do. He, yeah, he needs to have another run over two miles, seven plus and finish in the first four to qualify. Right. That's one of the new rules. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Mullins was on this morning saying that he wants to ride carefully selected in the national. Ah, I'm sure he does. And he wants him to get yeah. qualified. So. And normally he just takes over those entries from yeah. Willie, doesn't he? And, and puts the one he wants in. Leaves it out of the RSA. So he has to run in the, in the national <laughs> chase. Yeah. He, what was the horse he did? Was it uh, on his own or something like that? Yeah, and was it back in focus as well? Maybe they did that with. Um, yeah, so um, I mean, look, he looks a very admirable type. Yeah, I, um, he's four to one at the moment. Like, it wouldn't interest me four to one. Yeah. In race. Okay. Um, demo carefully selected. Yeah, no, the exact same. Uh, kind of went from the front in a race where nothing in behind. City Islands hates fences. Uh, absolutely hates them. Do we think that was it? Is that? I think he jumped better than the first day. Um, I think he was still just grubby. Like yeah, he's we, still it, just he's not gr- a chaser at all. He the ground know. the ground is gonna he's, I think he's getting stuck in the ground when he's trying to jump out. Um and when he comes back onto good ground, he might be a different animal. Might, I don't know. That's the biggest question mark of yeah. that race. It's hard to know what that Ballymore is actually worth now from last season. No, uh, no. As much as Champ has done what he's done this season, it's oh, still hard it's, to know what's going to be. Champ Storm has done fine. Yeah, it's very fine. solid to yeah, be as we left that race that day because we were all Chill them together, yeah. And we said that looks like a proper, proper race. And all I'm wondering is, is that at, at the moment have we all bigged that up a bit too oh. much because it hasn't done much really? Ch- Champ has properly franked it, yeah. surely. Yeah, and Bruno of a storm, and they were miles franked well. it on the day. Yeah, yeah, I just don't like Champ, so I'm probably just no. I know. I know. Yeah. Look, just because Champ fell the last day, he's franked it. Um, yeah, I wonder what they're going to do with City Island because they now have the dilemma of this isn't going to plan. But, did, did but maybe it's going to plan, and we don't know what the plan is. Did they pull up stumps now and go back? hurling right. go back to chasing next year or yeah. do they see it through and run a maiden in a grade one at Cheltenham or whatever or do they handicap them well they can they can go and find a race for City mm. Island surely it doesn't have to be taken on carefully selected mm. in a race like that there will be easier opportunities as the other ones yeah. have all gone and done what they need to do really um, yeah okay I think that, that is the question mark there don't know the answer to it um, okay so now we, we talk about a race that has been absolutely dissected on social media to <laughs> yeah. the nth degree yeah, and discussed a million this, times yeah. so let's add our two pence to it um, Andy Dufresne and Captain Guinness now the hipster horse for Cheltenham is now Captain Guinness uh, there were, I did see a rumour I can't remember who put up that maybe that's now JP horse, which would be yeah. interesting enough. I don't know if that's confirmed. Up, yeah. Okay, so I don't know if that's confirmed or not. But um, Andy Dufresne, to me, looks like needs a trip. Mm. And I like the horse a lot. And um, the pace in that race was all over the place, I thought. Um, but Captain Guinness, for an inexperienced animal, put up a big run. But I think I'm looking at that distance, these types of horses being grade two, grade three. I yeah. don't have them as superstars. But I could be wrong. No, I think both of them are great two horses. Uh, I think Captain Guinness going forward over fences could well be an Arkle horse in 15, 16 Andy months' Andy going to be a good chaser. Yeah. He will, but, but neither of them, in my opinion, are up to much uh, for for this season's novices hurdles. Um, I think Andy Dufresne does not one piece of form that he carries that is actually worth much. Um, he hasn't beaten any good horses. Uh, he carries in absolutely nothing and I think there's I think we all got carried away with him because of the amount of novices down there in Gordon's but I, I think they've yeah, the I think Gordon himself yeah. has three or four runners ahead of him yeah he does yeah and the style the style that Andy Dufresne won his bumper in was the style of a very good horse mm. and yeah. it was very taken um, and everyone and cause of the name as well like, not saying that punters are idiots when it comes to names but sometimes they are and a name I like am. Andy Dufresne is, it's a quality name like yeah and um, he beat nothing in that and bumper, he beat in that bumper nothing and he did, at all he yeah. did his maiden hurl very well and then he flopped behind a, probably a good horse in that ex- ex- exhibition um, when he just was outstaged yeah. dropped back two miles seemed logical like the time of that race and I'm not I'm not a massive time man at all but it was slower over the last two hurdles than the two mile five mares hurdle was yeah I got the impression they went quick went slow yeah. went quick went slow yeah went, like, yeah. like the horse know. in second cut his own throat he just he pulled himself to a sunder and then you're kind of coming back then saying to yourself that oh well you know 
Andy Dufresne beat a very good horse on the day. I don't think Without he second did. Run, like he's going to improve massively. He's going to improve huge. Oh, no, he's a very good horse. Like, Andy Dufresne should be much more of a finished article than Captain Guinness is now and should have put him to bed easier, I think, if Andy Dufresne is the horse that Twitter and social media would like to think he is. Yeah. But he's not. He's not. No. And uh, Captain Guinness, he's an awful lot of growing up to do. Uh, I wouldn't be going near him for Cheltenham, but I think for um, the Arkle next season, he'd be very uh, interesting. I, I think okay. the race it was builds into that a lot. Like the Moscow Flyer is traditionally one of Ireland's strongest trials for the Supreme. Mm-hmm. Like Vitoris won it, Duvans won it, mm. etc. Um, and this year, it's just the way the season's worked out with the ground being soft pretty much all the way through. The horses have already won their trials basically yeah. before that. Or, or, Abigail etc. Our Dublin Race Festival is going to take over and that's going to be the main trial. So there was no one but Andy Dufresne waiting for this no. to, to, exactly. to get the situation. Just to show that I'm not affected by the name, I just Googled it because I didn't really know what you were talking about. But now I do. <laughs> <laughs> you've never you've never watched I have but I, you know, I don't remember the guy's yeah. name like, Shawshank Redemption yeah I've seen the film the main character yeah but oh it's, dear god it wouldn't, it wouldn't it's culture as a yogurt wouldn't have clicked with me like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it has now yeah yeah okay uh, Tim Robbins yeah yeah jeez yeah. I'm, I'm down with the kids okay um, anything else in the notebook I just want to mention that I nearly napped Big River last week on the podcast and uh, for a race he didn't run it yeah you would have napped for a wrong day one on Sunday though yeah just yeah and then he, he told me not to back it Don't on Sunday. Don't put it in the well. notebook. Like <laughs> yeah, that. he did. Yeah, yeah. He, he told me not to back it on Sunday as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, small details. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to pick out from uh, the weekend? Yeah, at the Acorn on Saturday ah, at yeah. uh, a fairy house was a horse. We 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 really fancied, well, everyone in Ireland fancied over Christmas, um, over two miles one. Uh, kind of rattled home on the trip, but did uh, just kind of sympathetic enough. But at the weekend now, he won very, very well. Uh, kind of had to win that well to get himself up in the handicap uh, for the Dublin Racing Festival, you'd think. And then it would kind of be something like he'd probably win there and maybe go on to the yeah. Channel Festival. He, he won uh, He won despite of um, Philip Henry trying to not let him win so far because if you watch the race, Philip Henry is at pains to hold them together and yeah. hold and pull them back saying, don't stop going too far in front, stop going too far. Yeah, he but won as, as far as he can. But yeah. you're like, the only way that Tony Martin does actually train a winner these days is to have a horse about 40 pounds below their net. They're... they're their actual winning mark anyway but um on the side from that he's that's not a new thing like <laughs> no, it's his modus is yeah. to get well handicapped horses which is a, a very um it's an acceptable way of training acceptable way of training. Yeah. yeah and uh, but at the acorn he's won for the double race of festival in handicap chase that you would take quite seriously i think few people might have noticed him though yeah 100 yeah. yeah and the last day when we were on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so that was the uh, weekend review. We'll take a very quick break before we come back and do some of the, well, we'll do pretty much all the TV races ahead of us uh, this weekend. Don't forget the final part of this podcast this week is all about the champion hurdle. You're listening to the Race Hour podcast brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk. Check out bookmakers.co.uk each and every day for tips, news and the best odds for horse racing. Looking for a new bookmaker and the best sign-up offers in the industry? You'll find that at bookmakers.co.uk, sponsors of the Race Hour. Okay, and welcome back to the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk. It's David Weldon, Dermot Nolan, and myself, Dean Ryan. Let's take a look at some of the, uh, well, pretty much all of the weekend racing on the box. Uh, Ascot and Haydock. Um, for us to get stuck into the 150 at Ascot uh, prices are up for this I see Oliver Sherwood and Leighton Aspel have got the uh, current market leader that's Papagana um, who's an interesting runner Jessica Harrington might send over Magical Light we don't know because no jockey booked up but when she does come always worth uh, taking note um, probably just going to get a pretty small field here for this demo yeah uh, Jessica Harrington's one to be very careful of at the moment she's two winners from 82 runners since uh, since November yeah. Uh, it's very unlike her. Uh, she's just just in really bad form. And you can see that Robbie Power, whenever there's a choice between Tizard and Harrington, he's gone over to Tizard straight away. It's right. Just, it's not even, it doesn't seem to be a, a contest whatsoever. So She's not normally a seasonal trainer either. She generally just... Kind of keeps motoring through the whole form. time. Yeah. So okay. like there, there clearly is something going on or her jumps team just mightn't be that strong this year. Um, but I think in the in the 150 at Ascot, uh, Sensolano is the one that I'm quite interested in uh, the penny seems to finally really drop with her uh, she's 5-1 to one in a race that you obviously wouldn't be going too heavy in but she was very good last time in the listed contest there at Warwick Noel Williams mentioned this race straight away afterwards he's a fine trainer and 5-1 um, to one on Sensolano here looked uh, quite interesting to you. okay Sensolano for Demo Dave Wilder 
Papagana for Ollie Sherwood and uh, Leighton Aspel case is quite simple um, be cultural silver by nine lengths at Kempton on 25th of November and then ran third and went off nine to four behind the world's end Lammy Surge in the long walk which is the strongest form on offer here mm. it's 12 pounds um, on official ratings in hand with uh, dermal selection there and only has to give her four pounds so I think she's very quite clear at the ratings and you see that price four. shortening up as well maybe yeah. I mean, yeah. what is it now like nine to nine to four two to one generally. yeah so uh, you probably you probably be six to four i know four i know play. like it's a it's a mare's only race and you're probably going to get most of them who want to go probably going to run but i can see it dropping down at least below eight yeah, yeah. okay interesting Solid. um i've no view on it really i think the favorite's pretty strong but i just if jesse brings magical light and even if they're out of form they must they must fancy yeah she's well. a real admirable mayor she just keeps going as well doesn't she Sunday, yeah she's so. probably not as good over hurdles so she's over fences it's uh, a remarkable suggest. stat of winning the last race by 99 lengths which I think might be incorrect <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't know why anyone bothered to count that far back yeah, yeah. okay let's move on then why don't we take a race at Haydock which is the first one they've got on the box which is the Supreme Trial um, grade 2 affair Tom Cannon Alan King um, I don't think this will be at the top of anyone's Supreme list but Edward Stone is a nice horse it's going to head the market yeah I mean Edward Stone like he boasts two very decent pieces of form coming into this I mean he's beaten Harry Senior and Fiddler on the roof here um, that, that form has been well franked obviously by Fiddler on the Roof so Edward Stone is quite interesting but I think Stolen, Stolen Silver here is far too big a price uh, for Nigel and Sam Twiston Davis I mean that was a huge run last time out when a close second behind Chantry House at Cheltenham and the Fort Pileon has come out and absolutely hammered the field at, um, at Catrick it really does look like strong form Chantry House is, is one of Henderson's best novices as well this season and when you consider that Chantry House last season came out and absolutely uh, battered Edward Stone in a bumper as well um, that form of just over a length there really between Stone and Silver and Chantry House is really strong and like 8-1 to one in respect of this race when you've got you know Edward Stone who we have a line through him already uh, the Banner King Rebel who's a friend of the podcast because he has won for us before for Paddy Aspel um, a horse that was kind of was behind him last time out as well in glory and fortune was miles behind um stolen silver so there's 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 very little aspect of this race that uh, silver uh, that stolen silver sorry doesn't seem to have kind of kind of covered so at eight to one i'm kind of struggling to see how he is that price dean and i'm very confident that that you run a huge race okay confident shout for a decent price horse in stolen silver in those dye water colors as well and they'd be always uh, looking to have a supreme runner at the big day um maybe i've dumbed this race down a little bit because we think about what's uh, alive in ireland and could end up in the supreme maybe this is the best there is to offer in the uk dave it'd be close enough to it now um, and yeah. like it's i fancy Edward's town but i was going through a couple of the other like marie's rock was very taken the last day when she won it was um she absolutely hacked up ruba valley finished second the last day but before it had shown nice form and even the second itself was behind master debonair who was a, a decent horse and a decent yardstick yep. um and mr coffee could be anything for uh nikki henderson and navajo pass won a good race at doncaster the last day and Fred, I know you like, but it's probably not good enough, but has at least shown some level of form as well. So it could be a decent race. Edward Stone, for me, though, I, I agree that like, Dermo has picked one out there at a slightly bigger price that has a line through him. But I just think this horse has been very progressive over hurdles so far. Um, beat Fitter on the Roof, and Fitter on the Roof was really well back that day and sent off odds on. Um, and beat him not, like, he, it didn't look... Um, he was always holding miles, but he was always holding always him. Always and he was... Him. He was uh, quite comfortably clear um, and he wasn't really fancy that day either and then Harry Senior has come out and franked the form since of his last run as well and Chantry House um, like he's finished, he finished second three bumpers and one two hurdles he's never finished outside the first two I think Edward Stone 14 to 1 as well for the Supreme I think that's a bit of value he, okay. if he comes out and finishes second or third in this or in my eyes he'll win it but if he finishes second or third he'll probably be caught as well for the Supreme so 14 to 1 is probably a bit of value and 2 to 1 on the day is okay. fine for me Interesting. I mean, this is going to shake up the Supreme Market a bit. Like, we do need some more leading hopes. I find that the Tizard horses that he has with uh, Debonair and Fiddler on the Roof, obviously they might not go for that race, but like they're, they're priced up based on winning pretty bad ground, bad condition races in grand style. And they look really smart, but you're just not sure they're going to replicate it. And then you see some of these other horses that have got a bit of form with them or have even beaten those horses that, you know, we're still looking for peck and order to be sorted out. I think Fred at double figures, I know Nicky's got three in the race, if, if he ends up with just Fred, which is potentially possible. They do think a lot of this horse. 
Uh, he's 12 to 1. If I was going to have a bet right now, it would be Fred. Uh, we, you did mention the Banner King Rebel uh, demo, and uh, you know Jamie Snowden's already booked up Gavin Sheehan for it. It's in there, what, third best in the market. He won very well at this track as well, so Smart he, he can and, be dismissed. Yeah, about. and you know, this will be his, what, his fifth run of the term. He yeah. should be unbeaten. Hey, like should be unbeaten yeah. as well. Yeah, he was one here. So yeah. um, he's not out of the mix. That looks uh, you know, a hot enough race. Um, I, I, I'd go Fred each way at this point if I had to have a bet, but I'm not going to have a bet until we get to to Saturday and uh, if I play at all I'd yeah, be interested to see this go uh, just, just a word for listeners at home um, I would definitely be backing Stolen Silver now he's yeah. jacked up um, there's horses ahead of him that actually might not turn up so yeah. Stolen Silver is 8-1 to one. I'd be shocked if you get anything like that on the day and Dave suggests maybe that the supreme price a bit of value still yeah, around Edward Stone even if you yeah. don't get involved in this uh, straight away okay what about then we'll move back over to um, Ascot for their handicap hurdle 225 so grade 3 it uh, looks like this is where P, uh, Peak Dohi is going to show up because didn't show up uh, last week in the Lanzarote um, a few nice horses in here that bold plan was good last time I thought Tom Lacey's tea clipper is a horse that you know everyone would be interested in and also Thomas Darby is back over hurdles yeah. that that maybe is a talking point I wonder what they're going to do with Thomas Darby because fences haven't gone right might talk about him first Emma. Yeah, you'd, you'd anticipate, and we actually spoke about this yesterday um, ourselves, you'd anticipate now that this would be a quite enough run, um, get him back to grips over hurdles. If he falls back down a pound or two as well, you'd be happy enough. Um, Diamond Diamond King won the Coral Cup off 148. Uh, Thomas Darby is now rated 151. Mm-hmm. If they could get him down a pound or two, he's not far off that rating. And Thomas Darby is a better horse than... Diamond King you would be suggesting yeah. so Ollie Murphy has previous of this because um, obviously I know he was assistant trainer to Gordon Elliott but it always felt when we were down to the yard that he was very much involved with the Diamond King um, you know it was very much his horse kind of uh, now kind of that's a guesswork really but it but did feel like it's it. been shown as he's now a trainer and has a few horses for the same owners like and I think I don't know if anyone remembers the clip from when Diamond King won that race someone has a clip of uh Ollie running down the side of uh, yeah. the final <laughs> yeah, just gone ass, mental, which yeah. you know on a great day that's a nice side note so yeah he's got previous yeah so like Thomas Darby is 33 to 1 for the Coral Cup and I just I don't think he's got like, he's entered in the champion hurdle but I just this this feels like now if you want to save what has been a poor season you kind of line one out for something don't you that's the problem I like, like this yeah it's a good angle I like and it and I like it as well but Ollie could send him out there and say, right, let's see how good he is. And if he wins, then, okay, we'll go champion hurdle route because they're probably going to go back to fences next year anyway. Or if it doesn't really go right, then we go, okay, let's go Coral Cup. So you no. don't really know. So my view is if they if they think that and they go champion hurdle, it's like if they say they, they go for this race and they win it and they go champion hurdle, it's never going back over fences, would be my probably, view. Yeah. So like if they're saying he's a definitely a chaser, we're going to go chasing next year. So let's get his confidence back. The only race they're going to end up being able to run in is the Coral Cup, yeah. which, yeah. you know, 30, I'd expect them to have. 3 one But I, I see what you're saying, yeah. but that, that's where I'd go. Yeah, like like it's a very interesting race overall. It's not just him. I mean, this, this pick Dory. We don't know how good he is at all. I mean, no. he's, he's interesting, but he'd, you'd, you'd kind of want to be crazy, I think, to be backing him at 5-1 to one when uh, you're backing him purely on reputation alone. Now, that reputation is coming from the Paul Nichols yard, which is obviously very interesting, but it's still reputation alone. He will not be the only horse ever that Paul Nichols has talked up that didn't back it up. Um, plenty in here that you could really fancy. Uh, obviously, uh, the aforementioned... Thomas Darby but there's a horse that's very linked in with him Dean uh, I know we're a bit sick of backing him but I'm going to give him another go and that's don't say it did they leave you out too yeah and uh, he's off 132 the last time he ran the uh, Gifford Jarrett had not any winners he he did he's had five winners in November his horses are running quite well although it's hard to get a proper handle on them because there is so few of them down there but the yard has definitely turned a corner um, it's only two years ago that or sorry a year and a half ago that he beat Thomas Darby here um, in November 2018 so he gets a 19 pound swing today with that horse uh, so he's running off 132 he did not just become a bad horse overnight he's only 7 years old last time in November he went off 6-1 to one, so somebody fancied him you and could have let me say all this yeah you know. so like it's <laughs> still that, your thunder. that all went wrong so <laughs> off 132 I think at uh, at 16 to 1 did it leave you out to at his favourite track has to be a bet he is the bet yeah has he, to be he's bet. definitely the bet because while you can fancy the sexy ones and there's plenty of them in there um, you're, you're getting priced accordingly and if uh, we're right about Thomas Darby and we could be way off if we're right about Thomas Darby it, he'll run well but 
he probably won't be he's winning. He's waited low enough that he has to win to get into anything does, big in the yeah. spring anyway. Yeah. So like everything else that's above him, you would understand if they weren't, uh, not that they're not trying, we would never suggest I that on Thomas the race. I think Thomas is going to try this weekend. I just think after two experiences over fences and haven't been trained that way, It'll he's going to at least try. need yeah. this. He's yeah. going to yeah. at least need this reintroduction. And he's got 11 stone yeah. seven, which is never going to be easy. The horse here running up 10 stone one, who's just very interesting. Okay, Dave, uh, we've, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I don't even want to interrupt with your did you leave out to party over there but um, please do though because yeah. you know there's one there's one chalked up here for uh, Harry Fry Johnny's cracked it um, bit of an ascot specialist 75 years old it's only 11 like, yeah, no, it's sorry. a low race and, like, it's only ran 17 times um, he's won an ascot before he's won big handicaps at ascot before and he's I'm now, a big fan I he's now 6 pounds below his last one in Mark so about 12 to 1 like he's going to be a runner he might cover a little bit I've seen twelves moves into tens already. Sean Bowen is booked up, and they've no reason not to have a yeah, crack at this. Exactly, pardon yeah. the pun, um, and very very tough animal. Yeah, like he, he nearly, four he nearly two years off. Like so, they're just looking. They're in bonus territory now, trying to get prize yeah. money back. Uh, Susie Smith might run the best demand again straight away. I'd be surprised. That was a hard run and a hard fall. Um, yeah. You'd hold him back for something now. There, there's there'd be a handicap at entry for him. I would imagine, but. Again, I'm not going to guess who Smith said. Well, I mean, just we were just getting at the foot, won't it, without being reassessed yeah. for falling, I guess. Is yeah. It maybe, maybe the plan there. Um, okay, so did they leave you out to demo myself? Pretty keen. And um, uh, a vote for the 175-year-old Jolly <laughs> Cracked It. Uh, we're going against the grain here with this market, but you never know. That that sometimes works. Oh, sorry. Like, like, I'm always very wary of backing Tom Lacey horses. Like, I don't think they're as genuine as they should be. He's in some um, form, though. He goes in and out of form okay. as uh, reigns in Ireland, like you know, um, and like six to one, I wouldn't be taking six to one about him. And like William Henry's not going to be trying either. He's going to be going back to the Coral Cup. Um, he's going to be looking to get a couple of pounds dropped off him. Um, he's five pounds higher at the moment. Yeah, so. there's always a longer plan in play. I think they've yeah. had a couple of wind ups there as well. Yeah, he's had a second run after wind up, and like I couldn't be back and pick Dory off that kind of price. Um, and then once you get down, like those days are gone. It's over for Charles Burns. Well, he's over for Charles Burns. He's getting a, a mark. Yeah, a sight run his mark. Like, yeah, you know, so hundred percent. Yeah, um, one, three, two. It's it's an open enough race, I think. Yeah, and one that you know we you've got to try and find an angle yeah. outside of just yeah. well, this is the horse. So, um, yeah, okay, we went through that. I've definitely we definitely got some interest in that contest for sure. Uh, the Peter Marsh is on at Haydock two forty on Saturday. Uh, this is a wide, wide open race, uh, Dave Weldon. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a race I probably struggled with a little bit because there's a couple who are double entered up uh, like some midnight tune could run on a mare's hurdle chamfer's nice going back over fences probably won't go back over fences I'd say to keep him to hurdles um, Prince of Scars is not going to run probably um, the one I landed on now he's far as ahead of the market but I don't understand why he's been dropped six pounds since been brought down in the gold cup and that's definitely red um, he's down to 156 now from 162 it'd be a big weight carrying performance but they're going to go to Grand National route this year um, so he's going to be high in the weights whatever happens in that so they're not as if they're protecting any sort of mark um, at 6-1 to one, he'd probably run his race go from the front and a bit of each way value um, if you're into that kind of thing well he's class act here yeah. I just wonder with them whether you know handicapper can be a little bit more um, considerate to 11 year olds who run below their form and yeah well like, in fact like he's dropped them six pounds yeah um, that's what I mean it's happening yeah so he finished fifth to punch down fourth at Weatherby in the Charlie Hall and fourth in the Beecher yeah and he's dropping six pounds for that he's dropping a pound for finishing fourth in the Beecher which I thought was very fair I, I love these races as races to solve but I couldn't get involved at the top of the market at all um, so I'm finding it very difficult to sort out but the betting will tell you that demo because it's like six to one four at the top yeah it's a race that definitely um, I would be avoiding the, the first five or six in the market as much as I agree with Dave that the, the mark now that definitely red has been left on is very interesting in a race like this I just think that if push comes to shove at the end and he's three or four lengths down let's say jump with the last they're, they're yeah, not going to kill him then maybe yeah, you know yeah. um, the one I thought that this will be his day and only his day and that he definitely will be off will be um, get on the Jaeger who's uh, jocked up there for, for the Skeletons um, that form last season of um, of finishing third behind Potter's Corner in March in the uh, the Midlands National mm. is now looking very very strong he won't be stopping and he's well weighted here off nine stone 12 at the moment uh, which it looks like he will run off because of the top weight so he really could go very well off such 
a lowly mark. He won't be stopping and that Potter's Corner form has obviously been frank since. So I think he's a um, very interesting horse at 14 to 1 and he's one of the ones that I have backed. Team. Okay, get on the Jaeger. Um, do we think Princess Scars will come for Gordon Elliott? I know they're trying to check a handicap mark potentially, but one thirty, they didn't really need to check they've, that. Yeah, they've checked it three or four times now. Does so he, need to check he, that? he is going to be running one of these. Um, yeah. I don't know whether it will be this weekend. Probably not, but he will definitely be turning up eventually. If he turns up, that's the horse I'd back. Yeah. Um, I just think he's he, he, like there's really no point checking that mark. It needs to come up. Yeah, so oh, no. you know, they something. can't keep wasting uh, entry fees. Maybe they can, but Princess Scars would be interesting for me if he did turn up there. Um, albeit, you know, if you put a gun to my head and I had to back one at the top, it would be Sean Bowen and Harry, Harry Fry's acting less. But this is such a very difficult contest to solve. In, in fact, the field could contract enough to make it far easier. Um, it hasn't done that just yet. So that's the Peter Marsh uh, Haydock on Saturday. What about the... Um, the odd looking market, I think, maybe if you just if you are a complete form student or ratings man, uh, to the the new one Unibet Herd or Haydock three fifteen, because Pentland Hills has got work to do with pretty much the field on ratings, yet is six to four favourite uh, to win this champion hurdle trial. Yeah, please please God no, um this isn't another Call Me Lord. Because Call Me Lord's gone from five to two out to five to one. <laughs> if he's not running now and like this, this, this market play there, there is down no reason down. for them to run that horse against Pentland Hills like, no. because they've won a race with Call Me Lord Pentland Hills needs 100% to, not but like, it's just been the, obviously the uh, the recent form of things but yeah it's uh, Pentland Hills as I said he was a horse that I really going into the season I thought that that triumph hurdle form was quite strong um, if anything it's got weaker really Um it's kind of I, I don't have much belief in him I don't have much belief in that race that he finished uh, fourth in last time Um I think Epitant, just the way that he kicked uh, Ballyandy out of the way, so or sorry, the way that she kicked Ballyandy out of the way so easily would make you think, what's the point in, in any of that form, really? Uh, Pentland Hills, regardless of what he did wrong that day, and he did plenty wrong, you still have to win a race like that to be a champion hurdle horse. So in my opinion, this is a race. It's, it's hard to know what shows up. It's hard to know how good any of them are. It wouldn't surprise me if Cornerstone Lad just went for the front and wasn't caught, but it's it's a race that it's a void, a void, a void for me then. Hey. Dave, when we talked about um, Pentland Hills before on here, I think we were saying that did enough wrong to get beat and perhaps you could elevate your reputation of Pentland Hills in your own mind. Uh, this is the day we find out. Yeah, like he needs to be winning this and winning it well if he is going to be a champion hurdle contender. Um, but I'm not sure heavy ground is what he's going to want, especially around Haydock. Um, so with that in mind, I'd probably be... I'd be, it'd be watching brief for me. I was thinking Comedy Lord was too big in the market um, compared to him based on their form and soft ground, but it looks like he's not going to run. Um, he's drifting all day. Um, the road, the Rasso, um, for Joseph O'Brien to backed a little bit from 11 This is the interesting horse. That's like, it's a complete wild card. The last two runs won uh, Webster Cup at Navin over fences um, and then won a hurdle race at Gorn. Um, as he as he liked by eleven lengths, and even he became comedium um of Winnie Mullins the last day in that Webster Cup, and that went on to win a massive punch down handicap, as he liked. Um, so it's obviously a good horse in there. Um, it's just strange the campaigning of him, and he wouldn't really know where he's going to go. End up, he could end up winning this and be in favour for the. If he wins this by five lengths, he'd be favoured for the champion hurdle. Well, you know, it's it's JP Colours, and they're missing their. Banker champion hurdle runner, aren't they this year? So you know, maybe they've had a rethink, and this horse wouldn't be that far away of winning a race like this anyway. Epitons there, banker. I know that, but that's another new recruit to their. Oh, idea sorry, sorry, it, sorry, yeah, sorry. You know, so maybe you know, but did it, maybe when they decided Durasso is going to have to go back over hurdles, and we're going to try and find a horse. So we hadn't seen Epitant do whatever no, Epitant. It screams of Kevin Blake to me, doesn't it? Just that there's, there's, he's. Just spotted what is a very, very weak renewal of yeah. race. And just... Frank Perry is not letting Kevin Blake anywhere <laughs> near them entries in the JP horse as much as stop. That's very true. What all I'm saying is that this screams of a bit smarter plan. That's very, yeah. very true. But it no, does but scream on, of a he, bit of a smarter planning because this these kind of champion hurdle trials are the ones that you can grab. Yeah, this is a bit of a soft touch. Like yeah. Big yeah, time. And it yeah. could be just an easy way of picking up if, if, if Kevin, as as we led to believe, is race planning for Joseph O'Brien, someone come up with this idea. And yeah. I'm looking at these entries. You're it, saying it's a very good well, idea. It, it, looks, <laughs> it looks super. If, if he, if it's very clever. If Dorasso wins this, he'll go up six, seven pounds and will have to run in the champion hurdle because he's 153 now and he'd get seven pound Irish penalty anyway going over to Cheltenham. If 
he was a plan to see what his mark was and go to the coral, he wouldn't have any chance. Well, they wouldn't, wouldn't have gone, they wouldn't end it in this. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That that's was true. the plan. Yeah. Like that, they wouldn't have ended it here. And um, yeah, I for me, he's the interesting horse. Mm. Like you, you got to take some unless you back, didn't. If you backed Pentland Hills in the Triumph Hurdle and he gave you that great moment and you won lots of money, you're probably going Pentland Hills will win this and it's going to yeah. go to. I know I would feel that way. Yeah, right. But I didn't. So I'm like, well, I'll take him on six to four. Hundred percent, all day long. Especially he's there's. I don't see what's in his favor. Like. No, no, no. Well, in his favor, Nicky probably will not run Call Me Law because there's no point given either the battle against each other. I don't think they can already decide what they want to do with Call Me Lord. Um, unless it needs the run, which is unlikely too. So, um, okay, interesting race. The new one, Unibet Hurdle. It's, it's named after the new one. horse <laughs> that couldn't get it done, the champion hurdle, and there's probably a load of them in it, which makes yeah. sense. Um, okay, one more race to look at then for the weekend. Uh, the matchbook, Clarence House Chase. Uh, obviously, no Altior, but that really doesn't detract from what is going to be kind of round two, Defi against Undersoy. Uh, under so um Janika Capeland Maracujo making up some of the numbers um but it's uh it's about a royale 12 year old against seven year old Dave yeah and that's probably why the market is so in favor of Deffy is the younger legs um under so has been there he's been carried out on a shield everywhere he's gone and yeah you could argue now that Ascot probably suits him more than Sandown would have um it's a bit more of a galloping kind of long straight get going heavy ground and Deffy but then on the other hand Deffy was always holding it's going to suit Deffy a bit more it's as got, well yeah, I'd say like, it's, it's a like, complete toss up the market's probably completely right at 8 to 11 13 to 8 forget about the rest they shouldn't be running they're just going to get in the way um, they won't get in the way no long. they won't get in the way on the saw anyway um, I, I, it, it's going to be a great match and I, I would lean towards Deffy just because younger leg and he's a little bit sexier at the moment and he's my kind of fancy for the champion chase and I'd like to see him win continue that progression he's shown this year um, but if one so won it'd tear the house down as well so it'd be great it's uh, it's, it's yeah it's yeah. sort of yeah. I'm right on this fence like it's killing me you're kind of doing my job yeah. don't, don't make it um, like I I, I like them both. I really thought Deffy was a penalty kick in the Ryanair. Said it so many times. Yeah, so but it looks Philip, like Champion Chase is made up. So no, Philip. Do, what do you think? No, Philip Hobbs said yesterday it's, it's yeah. a decision's far from made. Uh, that even if he wins this, the really only race. Sorry, sorry, the really only race is for Deffy are the two mile grade one chases. Like there isn't much. Two yeah, and a half there, there is no two and a half mile races yeah. for him. So yeah, no, I agree. He that's, said that's basically fair. that um, he said basically if it's bad ground, he'll go with the Champion Chase. And if it's good ground, it looks like the Ryanair, mm. but they have a decision to make either way. They'll still like it can still flop between depending depending on entries. If you're looking at entries, you're, he's going to the Ryanair, uh, but it obviously won't be as simple a decision as that. But um, I just think that the, the Ryanair is his race, in my opinion, not because he can't win a champion chase, but just because I think he definitely would win a Ryanair but, but that's my view too yeah. he, like, he jumps fine jumps good I just don't want him under immense pressure over two miles at Cheltenham yeah and, to jump that and quick. the likes of checking for Swaz is only going to improve now um, but also like, the champion chase is now looking like we they're all coming back yeah <laughs> like Alt Altior's back Altior checking they're all they're all there so yeah no it's proper race but I can't see Deffy beaten here I love under so um, it would be crazy scenes were he to win but he beat him at Sandown and I don't see why he wouldn't do it again uh, being five years younger than him uh, obviously people keep mentioning that Deffy flopped here in 2017 but the whole of the Hobbs yard was flopping and he flopped as well but he's he's no problem going right handed um, he'd have no problem with this race at all and I just think uh, he's a bet really nearly off those odds then. yeah yeah I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm just looking forward to. Hopefully they both come to last, and it's a nice battle royale again. It won't do Deffy any harm. Only a seven-year-old can go to the well plenty of times, and Indeso, you know, is going to go to the well. So yeah, fascinating. Um, no shame, I guess, that Altior doesn't turn up. They have found a race for him, Dave. It seems have they? Is it a claimer? Is it or a seller? <laughs> Class five, round field or something like that. Jumper bumper. Jumper bumper. Do you remember yeah. that year with all the jumper for bump, bumpers I, for jumpers? I, I, my best, like. I, my best January ever. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back, says Dave Weldon. A whole new campaign. Actually, they're looking for new races for yeah. the Cheltenham Festival. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
bumpers for jumping. Staves there. them on there at Linkfield and love jumping for sure, bumpers. Sure, they have one anyway. Um, all right, so we, um, well, before we do, you know, we normally take a break and come back and do our anti post chat race, but I think last year, last week, I forgot to get naps out of everyone. Obviously, mine won, as we pointed out, <laughs> uh, in the wrong race on the wrong day. Um, so why don't we get a nap um, for this weekend's race? And uh, Dave, I'll let you go first. Um, I'm going to be cheeky and nap a double uh, Papaguna and Edward Stone in the Supreme and the Mayor's race at Ascot. No problem. So uh, they yep. are in the 150 and the 205, uh, 150 Ascot, 205 at Haydock. Uh, Deminol. Okay, so I was going to nap. Uh, you can um, nap against him. Yeah, yeah it's, it's absolutely I will fine. Be, uh, it, it's I, usually I, a good uh, way of doing things, <laughs> nappin' against me. Uh, stolen silver um, in that Edward Stone race is the one that I, I, I'm properly, properly fancy this week I think his form all matches up and the uh, Twist and Davis yeah, continues to go from from strength to strength um, as well as that there is one horse uh, Dean that we haven't mentioned obviously the race is that Nelindo is running this weekend which is obviously very exciting but as well as that in the 155 at Navin on Saturday um, it's a handicap hurdle and Datsy um, is very interesting up 133 this is a really interesting horse who ran a massive race on handicap debut to be fourth at Leperstone over Christmas in one hell of a competitive race. He won here two runs back when he was part of that melee that, that nearly killed Pat Healy. So he's uh, he knows the track and hopefully now a mark of 133 won't stop him. And um, with that experience behind him now of that last run in that 155 at Navan on Sunday, he's on a low mark, so he does need to win to get into anything at Cheltenham. So I think he he will definitely will be off. And uh, Datsy is very interesting to him. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'm going to throw Fred into the mix of the two or five, but I'm not, I'm not going to nap him. I think there's an each way double to be had with that. And did they leave you out too? Uh, if you wanted to go, you know, if, big if guns blazing. Run, yeah. yeah, go big guns blazing. Like, you know, it's good racing this weekend, whether you, you have a bet or not, I think it's enjoyable watch. But ones at 12s, ones at what, 16s, they're, uh, they'd be interesting. Hopefully they both turn up and, and uh, do the business. Henderson, of course, has three in that race and two of the other gentlemen on this podcast have not two other horses. So good luck with it. Um, all right, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, we'll be doing the champion hurdle uh, for the Cheltenham Festival. And uh, stay tuned. Don't delay. Head over to bookmakers.co.uk today. Okay, welcome back to the third and final part of this week's Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk. It's Dem and Nolan, Dave Weldon and myself, Dean Ryan, and it's time to take an anti-post look at the market for the Unibet champion hurdle at the Cheltenham Festival. Um, first questions first, probably the most straightforward one. I don't think any of us are going to fancy this horse for the race at the current prices, but is Epitant uh, the right favourite, Dema? Uh, nope. Dave? Um, maybe. Okay, elaborate. Um, her form, the last two races, has been in the style of a progressive horse. She's yep. rated 153 now. She's going to get seven pounds. Um, that puts her bang there. Or as else good as cool. In the race. Would. Yeah, yeah. But also in line with Classical Dream and yep. uh, Pentland Hills and, and all them other horses. Like, she's uh -huh. right up there. Um, so, seven to two. Like, oh, she's short and it's a bad race, but um, she's probably just about right favour based on what they've done this year. Okay, I can understand why she sits where she does. I think I said on last week's pod, I don't want to live in a world where Appetant is the favourite for the champion hurdle in the middle of January um, because it's nothing like I thought the race would look like no. um, on our run-up to, to March. But that's where she is. Um, if that was the prices right now on the day, um, would you back Appetant at 7-2? Yes. If the race was today? If the race was today, I'd back Appetant. Derma? Uh, no, no, you goodness. still wouldn't. No. Well, you know, you've got some allegiance that we need to talk to, yeah. talk about. It's just like different. Um, you know, one of the other questions I have down here from our um, our players: How bad a renewal might this be? I think the answers we're not quite sure yet. It doesn't look good, though. It doesn't look good at all. I think uh, some of the entries would even back that up when you look at like like the Banner King Rebel. Though I know most years there is a few mad entries, but this year particularly, you wouldn't begrudge anyone entering any sort of a horse into this champion hurdle when you see. Pentland Hills is second. Um, I know he won a triumph hurdle, but just like that last run wasn't very good. He's very inexperienced, and the triumph hurdle, if nothing else, has gone against everything that I taught and looks a very poor renewal. So the whole market is all over the place, and it's just not a market I'm excited about at all. If um, Envoyalen and Honeysuckle were in here, Epitante would be third favourite, Dave. Yes, that is correct. And they're not going to run there? No. 
Well, Does, if Honeysuckle wins a Dublin Racing Festival, if she, she does turn up, then I don't know. I, I still first. don't think they will. Um, I mean, she'd have to go and do what Apple's Jade did to change yeah. the minds yeah. of yeah. those involved. It's, because, you know, it's a mare that I think they're a breeding operation. They are, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, and so, you know, Cheltenham winners are Cheltenham winners. All right, amazing yeah. to win it with yeah. a mare. But, but this she could hurt, win it next year. But this champion hurdle looks easier than taking on Benny in the mare's hurdle, though. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, you put Benny in there; she's probably she's the same price as yeah, Epitante. she's favourite. And it's it's um, taking on Epitant and this field, or taking on Benny to do in the mare's hurdle, is they at the moment they're looking as tough a task. Look, we all we all love Honeysuckle on it, and I think Honeysuckle win either race. Same as, but it's still as hard a task. Yeah, I can't back her at tens for it because I've got in my head that she'll have to go and do an Apple's Jail Jade style no, she's, job on the. So, so she's five to one now running her best. Yeah. Do you back her that? Yeah, that kind of feels I feel comfortable enough there. Yeah, same as. I yeah. haven't though. No. See that's um Yeah, like sorry, are you saying you wouldn't do that? No, I would probably back her. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You, know, you just gotta wait to get yeah. your money back. She's gonna be entered in it all yeah, the way exactly. until the time. So yeah. Um I, this race really boils down to me is how forgiving are you to horses? Like Yep. Epitant ran a shocker in the Maris Domus last year. You have to forgive her that and say she's a better horse this I think year. She deserves to be forgiven that. Yeah, oh, I'll give her one, right? 100%. Yeah. Then, then it comes down to Penton Hills to forgive. To say he's, okay, you came to Hurdle late towards uh, second half of last season and went, went to one to try and see Saturday. And see you Saturday, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Saldier is an old Dermot, you love him. He's a bit of a, a weak horse. Like he mm. doesn't really follow up his race. And so you're basing it on the fact that he's going to get there fresh. And and show its true runs there. Gonna have to bust a load of trends too. Yeah, Sharjah is an admirable horse and probably would have finished third last year. I'm pretty comfortable saying that he would have finished third last year if he wasn't brought down by Boober there, um, in the yeah. champion hurdle. Classical Dream, you have to forgive two runs this year and go back and for, just forget about this year so far and just remember back to last year's Supreme. And mm-hmm. um, if you're fine with that, then he's a bet at ten to one. Um, and then you're coming into Somerville Boy who potentially is an each way angle and didn't get an entry. Did you not? No. Oh, okay. That, that can still change. Yeah, they can still supplement. I think, I think but so. Yeah. I think that's a mistake. Um, yeah, so then you're into massive price figures. So you need to forgive something at the top of the market in order to um, make yourself comfortable. And I'm comfortable forgiving Epitant a bad run in the Mare's Novice last year. Just the whole doodle jab situation. And yeah. I think she was one of the ones that was given it pretty close to the festival and was just ran for the sake of running. So it's them to two at the moment. I'm kind of with her progression this season I'm happy with her okay. does, it, does it not show how shite a renewal it is that we're, that we're, that we're talking about the well, mayor's novice hurdle we're trying to answer, yeah. like it's, yeah. it's just so so depressing um, Salde I completely understand the every argument you made there about him is completely true um, You firstly you'd need non-runner Nobet to back him because he's he's yeah. made a glass uh, but the form of he was coming to beat Espardalen sorry is and his form in the Morgan hurdle is the two strongest pieces of form uh, allowing for Sharjah brings strong form yeah. in as well Sharjah's latest run is stronger than the Morgiana yeah by two lengths maybe yeah but that's but that's just, enough just about uh, Saldi had more reasons I'd be happy <laughs> Saldi was left with an awful lot of work to do and the market would have suggested that as well uh, even if he is got ready at home um, which they will have to do I'd imagine now they won't leave him with that amount of work to do because I'd say they just thought he'd improve for this run. Willie That's Mullins. fair. That's very fair. So you'd expect him to, if he was good enough to win a Morgiana off a break. And drifting all day as if he was... And then they will have him in better shape regardless without having a run for yeah, a champion. For champion that makes a lot of sense. And they've done this with Penn Hill. They've done this with K Vega. They've done this with Benny Dadu. They've, 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 they've yeah. done this plenty so of times. So any other yard then that you have trends bust is a lot harder to yeah. do than yes, Willie Mullins yard. Willie Mullins yard. Also fair. And... Yeah. As well as that, we're also looking at a subpar champion hurdle that he de- he needs to break trends, a lot of trends, and, and this is a very hard thing to do to arrive into a champion hurdle with this long a break. But he's arriving into what is a terrible champion hurdle to try and do it. So, like, if Bouverdere is running here, what price is Evertant? Like, if Evertant doesn't run here, if Bouverdere is running. Oh, Esper Dallin is there as well. Yeah, sorry, yeah, she doesn't. So it's it's this is a terrible market, and Saldier will just be the one to pick up. We go to pieces if he makes it on the day. So like non-runner no bet right now is like fives for Saudi A. And in fairness to you, Dem, I think you put up at like 25s and 33. So you're on a nice ticket. I could not touch it off the back of what is the expected prep now. Um, but 
you're right when you say this yard and they managed to get it back after a break to win a Morgiana. The Sharjah form is a, not a sexy horse for me, but that Sharjah form in the most recent run. But he's, his, Mr. he's Mr. Consistent, isn't he? That if it's as bad a race as I'm saying here, then Sharjah can win. Yeah. He definitely can win this Sharjah. Yeah, yeah, that's kind yeah. of what the point I'm going to make. So he's yeah. 10 to 1 and he can win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can win it. Like you go away hurdle form, the run the last day. You forgive the return, although it was still a good run behind Saudier the first time up, and all the little bits we know about it. Even coming down last year's race, I think Patrick Mullins was on TV after the latest win, saying that you know that day felt good. That day of four was in the mix, and the way that race fell apart, he could have won last year's champion hurdle. Yeah. And we're not going to know. So ten to one, been to a lot of parties, and is thereabouts. Classical dream. Um, Dave, you're right in saying if you just forget everything you've seen this year, although it's difficult, uh, he's probably still favourite for the race. Mm. Uh, even without a run, yeah. he'd still be favourite yeah. for the race. So there's an angle for your 10 to 1 to look quite big. If they can get, he needs a win on the, on the rostrum yeah. before yeah. before he pops up in a championship. So I was all very keen. I thought 10 to 1 was ridiculous, but then I've seen him run again and it's, oh my God, yeah. uh, there's, the, I don't know. Maybe there's one horse who should, should get a mention as well is... Uh, Course of Lime, who David Russell gave a very soft turn to the last day. He's gone apparently straight away to get his win done, right. uh, which is what they were saying on social media. So yeah. uh, during the race, David could hear a noise and pretty much you could see in the finish there, he wasn't in any, didn't push him at all to get up to the front two, uh, kind of let Charger go. The Charger probably is just a better horse than him, but you could see worse, uh, based on that triumph hurdle form from last season, you can see worse 25 to one shots than him. Did, um, did Not So Sleepy get an entry? Not So Sleepy is an entry, yeah. Yeah, so I was going to come to these types of horses up, now. So yeah. you've got like not so slippy, core sublime that you mentioned already. Uh, Vedana Blue, I assume, is alive. Yeah, she's going to Saudi Arabia next. Right, so next we can two scratch weeks. that. No, no, she's going to Jamal Hurdle as well after oh, that. Okay, then. okay. Well, yeah. you know, maybe you shouldn't scratch that. It's only going to, you know, it's one one race, and we'll need ground to be absolutely spot yeah. on. Thomas Darby, if it wins this weekend, is in the picture. That's a thirty-three yeah. to one chance, second in the Supreme. You've got City Island, who they might go back to hurdles with. No entry though. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, you know, what what are we going to see from here? Petit Mouchoir has finished second to the two that we kind of mm. like in Sharjah. And uh, Saudi is in there at 40 to 1. Um, I don't know where LeBake is, but that's in there at 50 to 1. Uh, this race still needs something sorted out. And Durasso, who runs, runs this weekend, uh, has entered the betting at 50s. And I can see bits of uh, nibbles around at 40 to 1. So something could still come out and blow this mark out of the water. Yeah. The not so sleepy angle for me is that it's a front runner and could just go and might catch a few sleeping. And <laughs> I actually didn't mean that. <laughs> and, 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 and that's P- good. And Pippa and Pippa plays around twenty five to one. Like you know, like that's kind of what you're looking at with them bigger prices. You're hoping that you, the front end market is so weak. It's just a bit mad that he's a sh- that not so sleepy is a shorter price than Cornerstone Lad, who's already kind of you know. I know he beat a a Bouverdeer with a splinter in his foot, but he still did it. I suppose be a three legged Bouverdeer. Be a three legged Bouverdeer, yeah. which, which is probably more form than most of the others carry in. And that's why it's such a good market. Petit Mouchoir at forty to one as well. If the Irish form does end up ringing true, uh, you've got a horse there that could well like it. Wouldn't be the biggest shock, but the way that he's been running all year, Petit Mouchoir, because he's backed that up now twice. He's been second to Sharjah and Saldier. Mm. That if he backed that up again. Uh, it would be no shock to see him do a sort of restricted last year and finish. Third, yeah, but if know? he did back that up and Saudi wins the race, he's a length and a bit behind that. Yeah, so and if he did back it up and Sharjah wins the race, he's three lengths behind that. He's That's the kind of the horse mix. there that you put on uh, just for a complete nutter, uh, you know, payday. You'd put like Saudi to beat Petit Mouchoir yeah. in a bet, like just to yeah. go and repeat a bit of yeah. form. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, as much as it's wide open and we have a three to one favorite who no one ever would even thought would be entered in this race. Um, it's still a fascinating contest to talk about. I think the biggest takeaway from this is that if the two horses that are not intended to run in this race, run in it, one of them will win. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Island and Honeysuckle. Um, and, and for all the right reasons, I, if they were my horses, I wouldn't go for that race, but we're saying that they'll win it if they did. Yeah. And I'm just, obviously look, I'm on Saturday with the price that he's on. Um, but the closer it's getting to Cheltenham and the more hopefully positive noises you'd hear about him um, I, you, you just couldn't put anyone off with the, with the form that he carries in him and Sharjah I think at the moment with nothing else coming out of the fold if these are the runners without Honeysuckle and then by Allen you'd suggest that Rich Ritchie's actually in a nice place in well, this Well Hills could be out the back of the telly in the betting after Saturday Yeah, and that's current second favourite so yeah. you could be so on the second or third favourite or Given uh, Willie Mullins form in the race like he could nearly couple the three of them together Classical Dream, Charger and Saldier, and you're on a, like you're on a 10 to 1 each. 
you couple them all together and be on as, well, a Dermot Nolan price, like. followers the disciples of Dermot Nolan are on Saudi at a really big price so you can back another one Dermot yeah. which one are you telling him to back uh, Sharjah I think okay Dave you're an Epitante fan yeah I, I have Sharjah yeah, to play at home yeah okay yeah. okay that's the champion hurdle um, yeah it's kind of like the year remember when Leicester won the Premier League very everything long. else just kept tripping and falling Spurs and Arsenal in behind and all the good all the good teams just never turned up that year so like all the good teams in this metaphor is your Bouverdeers and your Espert Allen unfortunately and then you've got the rest of your bad teams so this is the year when like Sharjah all he has to do is just remain consistent the whole year and he could well just do that and win it and that's all that's all Leicester did and that's all the Sharjahs might do could yeah. could happen um, yeah. I can't believe you just reminded Dean about year Spurs should have won the league and they didn't he's crying over there we've come to the end of the podcast so thanks very much chaps uh, Dave Weldon Devin Nolan you've been listening to the race hour uh, brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk hopefully we've helped you out for the weekend and uh, the Cheltenham anti-post market for the champion hurdle been a pleasure um, talk to you all next week best of luck Godspeed cheers Dean You've been listening to The Race Hour, brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk, your best bet for tips, news and bookmaker reviews. 